0: Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.
2: All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I was born in the desert. And welcome
0: to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We have fun for you today. And um, it's, so, it's funny, for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you know I'm either Deadly serious, talking about um, all the horrors in the world, and trying to trying to provide an oasis of sanity and and some uh, psychological insights into what's happening and why. And then sometimes, um, we all we need is uh, we need to take a little break from all that serious stuff. And. Um, And believe in the old saying, laughter is the best medicine. So um, especially when the world is collapsing around you, either personally or the world, um, which, of course, (laughs) a lot of things are going on today, um, sometimes the best solution is to find humor in your circumstances. I actually do that with my patients. I started doing that when I was in the Bellevue emergency room as a psychiatric resident, um, and people would come in with uh, with really tragic, um, you know, the, it was the worst cases in the city would be brought to Bellevue. And when it gets to be two, three, four in the morning, and you're seeing one person after another brought in by police or, you know, some other dramatic situation, um, the only way to survive <laughs> with some sanity left and to help the patients survive is humor. So, um, so that's what I did then, and it really, and still do, and and really for everyone, um, it really is sometimes the best, the best thing to do when it just everything seems overwhelming. So, that brings me to introducing today's guest, Anita Reinsma. Um, She is the new Irma Bombeck. She takes a comedic look at life and love in her new book It's a book of essays and it's entitled "Stop Waiting for Prince Charming." he's already married to Bob <laughs> so that gives you an idea um, and one of the things that um, Anita starts with um, which you know <laughs> for single women out there um, this is uh, this is something that's funny but but, you know, we have to, we had to start laughing at this statistic when it came out. Um, a woman over age 40 has a better chance of being killed by a terrorist than of getting married. And it's interesting because that, actually, that quote came out before 9-11. So, um, so, in fact, in my book on terrorism, Coping with Terrorism, I, I use that and I say, <laughs> you have to add a little humor <laughs> to a very serious subject. That now the chances have gone up because we are more likely to be killed by a terrorist than we were, and so that means a woman over forty <laughs> has a better chance of of getting married.
3: So it's all relative. So Anita, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, the whole idea of the odds of getting married. If I could tell you first the the first essay and how the book came to be. Absolutely was uh, was that I was actually a hostage in a bank holdup, and um, I was lying there with my face pressed into the carpet. I had on a hideous Hawaiian shirt. The robbers had those huge automatic weapons, and I was thinking about that statement about the odds of getting married and being over 40 and so on and so forth. So that's going through my head as the bank is being robbed, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I've got this crazy shirt on, I'm going to end up on Nancy Grace or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, you know, went with this idea and thought, this is what my life is. My life is this crazy stuff that goes on in my head. And I've made this bank robbery into this incredible story. And I've got to write it down and I've got to put it together with all the other insanity of my life. And that's how it's, it all came. All of it. it and it, and of course, that um, I reenacted the bank robbery on YouTube, so, you know, there's just no stopping me.
0: <laughs> well, and the, the the idea of the bank robbery, just to explain
3: it a little more, is
0: that the bank robbers
3: were like the terrorists. Yes, exactly, and I thought, okay, I was putting myself into the position of, okay, uh, if I get shot, does that mean that I could marry George Clooney? Mm-hmm. You know, I had all these things going through, oh, yes, no, okay, now, if, are they the terrorists? And that's how it all came, and it's, it's because our lives are so crazy. So, well, take advantage of it and have fun with it. And, of course, I live to tell the story. So that that turned out okay after all. And you didn't have to be on Nancy Grace. No, I didn't. I was really happy because my hair looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay,
0: well, I always, you know, this is Dr. Carol's couch, and, and um, I always put my guests on the couch first because that's really that makes uh the personal part is what makes the story so interesting. Oh, whether okay. it's uh, about a book, you know, whether it's an author or whether it's um someone whatever someone is involved in, the reasons why they ever got there is really such a fascinating story. So, um so take us through your dating <laughs> career. Um the the last story in the book has to do with uh you're falling in love at first sight, and then you say that that's your first husband. But as I was saying to you before the show started today, um, I was a little disoriented as far as, as you know, you talk about being a single woman, but it was, and then about being married, and so it was a little hard uh, to know where, and probably nobody else reading
3: this would care, but I, I like to put things chronologically, you know, well, because it's, it, it was because Husband number one was was terrific, and of course, you know, I threw him away, and I think that was really stupid, because I found somebody who was really exciting, you know, rock star, photographer, that kind of a thing, and think, oh, my God, my life would be so exciting with this person, and, and well, it wasn't. We have that idea that that's Prince Charming. No, and so anyway, that was the the uh, as I would say, divorce ended the wedded bliss. And so you know, wait, I, wait, I, wait, <laughs> don't go so far. You know that I think is a problem
0: that so many women are having. I, I don't know. It seems like perhaps it's increasing that when women marry, get married to the fir- or, or for men too, for that matter, when people get married. Um, I mean, yes, sometimes people get married too young or get married for the wrong reasons to begin with, absolutely. But when people marry someone who seems like Mr. or Mrs. Wright at the time, yeah. um, and then some usually bad girl or bad guy, bad boy comes yeah. along and, and sort of is the Pied Piper and attracts them away, so often um, people realize
3: that they should have stayed with the first person. Well, yeah, and and what I learned, what was so amazing, because of my personality and things that I did, even when I was dating, we would do crazy stuff like go down to the airport or to the train station and pretend that we were coming back from a trip, he was meeting me at the airport or so on and so on, and just carry on this whole dramatic, uh you know, uh, oh, we've been gone for a year and now we get to see each other again. We would do crazy stuff. But it was all in the, the very theatrical. But what I found is that it was me that needed to be the joyful circus. It wasn't him. It didn't matter if he wasn't the joyful circus. It, it had to be coming from me. And when I discovered that, which was like, oh, maybe 30 years ago, it, it was like everything exploded for me. And and I've always had a sense of humor and, and done things in a very different way. But that's something that I saw, that you don't have to reach out to someone else to give that to you. Yes. It's, it's your power. That's well, your did power. you realize that before or after you divorced him? Um, I discovered it really before uh when we were married, I, because I became very good friends with someone, and he and I had a great deal of fun together because my ex-husband was traveling a lot, and this is my friend, stopped waiting for Prince Charming, he's already married to Bob. He, that was my Prince Charming who did marry Bob. But mm. what happened was, when he was divorcing, he was divorcing because he realized that he was gay, i was I was divorcing number one because I thought it wasn 't exciting enough, and then just for the circumstance of we were working together, it was like, "Gee, maybe we should date and then we realized that well no, that's not going to work out because he's gay but the part but the part that was amazing, we realized that we had so much alike that Within a week, had we married each other for <laughs> any of the, re- we would have killed each other. <laughs> and it turned out that he and I became the most incredible friends for thirty years. That we did so much together, and it was all it, it, that same similar. That 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 the brainwaves were the same as mine, just a little bit off kilter. Oh yeah, that's... that
0: that's uh, okay. So, um, you know, it's so interesting though because like when you describe this first. Love at
3: first sight of husband number one,
0: he was a heartthrob.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Because and I was married to him for for nine years, and then this other person came along. <laughs> and okay, so what happened with the other person? Well, with the, with the with the person that I did marry, the, the ex-husband, it was just you know. No, no, no. The, well, the that, one who you're the, guide, the, about the guy that the guy that was in between was rich. He was. Yeah, Rich was the one that that I worked with, and he and I became the most. Oh, so the so the one the photographer. Yeah, photographer was was husband number two. Okay, wait, I'm lost. Okay, (laughs) husband number one is in the book. Right. Okay, then when I was divorcing husband number one, I was working with somebody named Rich, and Rich and I got to be good friends. And he was the one who was gay, and he's gay. Yeah, but see, he what? When I first met him, he was married, so I right. thought. But did you ever
0: marry Rich? No. Oh, that's see, yeah, that's what I'm. I wasn't understanding. No. Okay, because
3: but right, because you realized you would kill each other. Okay, yeah. So how did you get from the first husband <laughs> well, to husband well, number of course two? I would. I wouldn't have had a divorce then, would I? If if what? If I would have, have killed them, I would right? have married each other. And <laughs> you then, could be a then widow. Then, yeah.
0: <laughs> so so how did you get from husband number one, though, to husband number two?
3: Um, mainly because number, number two was a photographer, was shooting Queen, David Bowie, so on and so on. And um, he had a business, and his business was growing, and he said, you know, do you want to work with me in this business? And I thought, yeah, sure, because this is, you know, you travel and going all over the place, and we started working together, and we got married. And that was it. And so the a,
0: different S,
3: and so what happened with that? Are you still married? No, no. So what happened to husband number two? Financial, financial stuff made, uh-huh. uh huh, this just kind of crumbled. Because when you, when you have a lot of money, then don't have a lot of money, all of a sudden things, Change the dynamics change in a marriage, that and if they're not addressed, it, it, it's hopeless. Yes, so that was that was one of the the biggest reasons.
0: Yes, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that these days. Oh yeah, it's horrible.
3: It really is because some people they don't want to realize that, that that you know this is like a tragedy. This is a tragedy when this affects a family so much that nobody can even communicate about it. Yes. It, yeah. awful. It's lots
0: of shame and and unspoken things. Yeah. So yeah. these essays in your book yeah. um, are primarily the experiences that you had with dating and so on. We have to get into some of these things. They're a riot, uh, and so true. <laughs> I think a lot, single women will recognize themselves in your book. You just put. You just make it funnier. <laughs> um, but. So these different experiences were primarily after husband number two,
3: yeah, yes, until this day yeah and yeah, and but there's a lot of stuff I mean that this could be this could be twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, it doesn't matter it could it could be yesterday i mean the, the things that I talk about, even like cooking, we need crazy. to take a break now, I don't know if you hear the music, but we do need to take a break, we will come back okay with,
0: uh, with cooking and okay. and um uh the speed dating and all kinds of other things that you have tried in in quest of, of a prince, a prince charming, one who isn't married to Bob. All right, we do need to take a break. Okay, our guest is Anita Reismer. Her book is Prince Charming. Stop waiting for Prince Charming; he's already married to Bob. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. <laughs> And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Anita Reinsma. She's the author of Stop Waiting for Prince Charming. He's Already Married to Bob. And We heard about Bob and all of that. Now let's get to some of the fascinating and funny essays and true stories, presumably. I mean, you talk about this in the first person. Obviously, these things happen to you, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. And it's... And at times, I think I don't even know how I'm alive. And it's now, I, now I realize whenever I, I go someplace and, and somebody says, like with traveling, you know, you like to travel with different people and, and with groups and friends. And, and as soon as they say, now we will have a Sherpa, and then you think, do I really need to go there? No, I think I'd rather go to the mall today than travel up to a, meet another Sherpa. But, um, you know, I was going to, you were talking about uh some of the essays that you enjoyed. The one that uh, that I enjoyed, too, is speed dating. Yes. And this, I really think that, uh like I said, something about the, it would be better to give up a kidney than to have to go through this kind of a nerve-wracking situation. It is really scary, and you don't know who you're going to be talking to, and you have to be prepared for anything, and I think that's what... What a lot of this is all about is getting out there and just, you know, taking it on. And then you can find out who, you know, who's out there, meet people, and then all of a sudden you think, gosh, my life is really pretty exciting. When I get to meet all these people, and some of them have on a, a an automobile air freshener TITAC, and you just <laughs> don't know who you're going to meet.
0: You're crazy. Well, yes. Tell us about the things that you've learned that, like how to uh, how to survive the speed dating scene.
3: Well, uh, you know, come up with great questions. Like there was, uh, I really think one of the best ones because I'm of this mindset is who invented the question mark, and if you're not familiar, it's from an Austin Powers movie. But to me, it really tells me who that person might be. So that's the kind of stuff that when you're out there talking with people, and that's the kind of question you want to present at a speed dating, that's what you need to know. And always say something incredibly interesting to someone as you're leaving them. Like, you know, perhaps you, you own a penguin or I don't know. But in, but in any case, something that makes that person remember you because otherwise you're just vanilla pudding they don't care they don't know they don't remember you and yeah. uh, but of what, course it, when, it's you, uh, of capacity, when you uh... you only right. have three to five minutes right with each person yeah yeah absolutely and um... it's like you know what it you can be serious about it what is the scariest thing you've done what is your favorite music who is your favorite muppet but that's really crucial to connecting with someone that you would have something in common with. And the same thing with um, blind dates. You always think, well, kill me now. Well, a blind date could be one of the best things ever Mm -hmm. because you're being set up with someone that your friends know, and it could be a a, a great opportunity to just have a different type of conversation, and you open yourself up to much more.
0: Yes. I mean, your whole premise is that, and it's so important, because um, is that women should not sit at home and expect, um, Prince Charming to come knocking on the door one day, but that they should put themselves oh, <laughs> out there in all these experiences that you talk about, whether it's traveling or speed dating or blind dates. or
3: um, Exactly. The Internet. They to, um, yeah, they need to go places and let people know you're not dead. <laughs> and, and the same thing, you know, people think, oh, I don't want to go to the theater by myself. Going to the theater by yourself could be Another great idea, because you might be sitting next to somebody who is also there alone, mm-hmm. you know, not with a partner or something, and you've already got something in common. You're you're there in the theater for that particular play. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a great opportunity. But I, a lot of times people think, well, I don't know, I don't want to go. Well, what are they going to do? You've, you've got to get out there and and do things like... Here's a great one. I decided to take a blues harmonica class. I thought, well, who's going to be there? It's going to be fun. It was packed. This blues harmonica class was packed. And I got really good. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take this to this next level. I got my certificate for my blues harmonica. And I thought, now, what happens if the Rolling Stones are in Los Angeles and Mick Jagger has a blister on his lip and he can't play (laughs) his blues harmonica? I sent my certificate to the Stones production office that should they ever need me, I would be available in Los Angeles. Now, of course, the chances of this ever happening are pretty slim, but it could. That's a riot. That's great. I have to live my life that way because that way when the phone rings and it says Mick Jagger, I'll know it It really is him. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes,
0: it's true. So many people um get discouraged. So many well but men and women but but this is the, this book is addressed primarily to women. So many women get discouraged um especially if they've had some bad experiences and they just build up walls and and are afraid to try all of these
3: things. Oh no, and it's just there there's so many opportunities and and even like what I'm saying about the taking a class The class is at the community college. Take a, take a class, you know, a class for painting or something. It it, it may sound strange, but these, these things work. And the greatest, the greatest thing is for you to walk up to somebody and say, hi, my name is such and such. And, and oh wow, we're here in the same class together. And isn't it lovely? And oh my gosh. And you're saying to yourself, this guy is so cute. I'm going to faint. And, you know, then somehow you'll get on the same wavelength and something can come of it. But, I mean, there's lots of places to go and meet people, PTA charities, church. Oh, one of the best places is sign up for the voting booth. Yes, I read that. That was a very interesting. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, because... Not only, okay, first of all, you're in your neighborhood, you, and so you already know kind of like the demographics, but if you're there at the voting booth, you're watching the people come in and sign in, and you can see if Mr. So-and-so has a Mrs. So-and-so, and you find out, oh, where they live, and, and, oh gosh, that person is worth seeing, and, and if there is no Mrs. So-and-so, perhaps you could stop by and, and drop off a lovely covered casserole. But it's one of those ideas that you think, Wow, this could this could be something. Why not? And especially if you if you live in an area where there's a lot of older people. Oh my gosh. You know, if you're looking for for somebody who's a little on the the elderly side, my god, you're just you've got it made then. Of course you're not you know, you're not stalking the widowers. I don't think. I was just going like, <laughs> to But oh, and yeah, the other the other great place, weddings and funerals. Mhm. Weddings and funerals are 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 wonderful wonderful places. And um, and also, of course, you know, don't forget that you can go door to door and be a census taker, but yeah, that could be dangerous.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, when they invite you in. Yeah. Um, so, um, so have um, I? Mean, have you been? So you've been trying all of these things, and how? I guess one question is: How do you keep this? I mean one of it I guess is by seeing the humor in all of it as you describe these different situations um with a good sense of humor How, but how do you like for example I would going back to the speed dating I would imagine that if you go through uh, I don't know 10 20 guys speed dating um and nobody calls you after you've left your card with each of them how
3: do
0: uh, how do you not um
3: feel rejected or feel like there must be something wrong with you. Well, then you should have gotten their cards also, so you're not waiting for them to call because waiting is just stupid. Wait for croissants at the bakery. Don't wait for somebody to call. I don't believe in any of that because if you don't make something happen, nothing will happen. Yes. And I just feel that so strongly that if you expect somebody else to do it, what maybe they lost their car you know, in the car maybe they uh, you know they had to go out of town for a while and and all of those things come up oh i can make plenty of excuses why somebody didn't call me yeah <laughs> so, so i'll pick up the phone and call someone and 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 you know you don't you just don't wait and i think that's the the problem here why are you waiting you know nobody wants to wait in line. Nobody wants to really wait for anything. So why is this something that women will allow in their lives? Because they they're afraid that if they
0: pick up the phone, if they get Absolutely. the call, let's say, and they pick up the phone and they make the call, they'll hear those words, you know, some kind of an excuse when the woman suggests, how about if we get together for coffee? Now, yes, the guy could, would, if he didn't want to do it, he
3: would probably say, uh yeah, I'll call you next week or something like that. Well, and if that's what, if that's the case, that guy isn't even worthy of this person. Then that's fine. Then, you know, we go on to the next person or the next event or whatever it is. That certainly doesn't diminish the, the value of, of calling and, and, uh, and finding out what the story is. I mean, my goodness, you have to have, of course, you have to have a lot of self-confidence. And with, with my situation, I, I tend to be, if i'm at a party i i'm almost like a comedian and and it's really easy for me it's very easy and i just got back from a vacation and the person said to me i can't, did you do you notice that i laughed all the way home you know in the car i was laughing the whole time and i said you know oh were you and i, I it's just because of what i do
0: uh-huh. and i said i
3: don't want to just sit and and you know i want to ob- observe and that's the same thing with with all of the stuff with the essays. I I really took things into account and decided that even like with the nighttime humidifier, I had that humidifier. It ended up that my my room started to look like a tropical uh, <laughs> greenhouse, and my daughters made the comment that it looked like a, the Pirates of the Caribbean with the hanging moss and everything. <laughs> so the, the next thing I did was went out and I got one of those Johnny Depp stand ups, <sighs> and I said, "Well, and I don't know why. I just think that it's fun, and it just you know there's whimsy. You, you have to have that.
0: Yes, you have to absolutely." Have that Absolutely, and that's what gets. Uh, I mean, do you do you find that amongst your friends that that is what kind of gets lost as people get more, um, uh, as relationships don't work out and they yeah, get
3: more tunnel vision. When totally, t- it's tunnel vision. Yes, it's tunnel vision. It really is. Well, you know, I don't want, I don't know what to do, and and you know, well, read my book. You'll find out. There's plenty of things out there, and there's you know great ideas about about. Oh, remember my my comment about sleeping? You can you know keep stop from getting wrinkles if you just sleep on your back, and that's a tip from Heather Locklear. Well, there's she's one of the best. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought, well, I'm putting that in my book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that kind of uh, that chapter is is um adorable as well. The looks and personal stuff. We'll, yeah. get that, we'll get to that when we come back. Okay. My guest is Anita Reinsma. She's the author of a new book called Stop Waiting for Prince Charming. He's Already Married to Bob. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. my guest is Anita Reinsma. Her book is "Stop Waiting for Prince Charming; He's Already Married to Bob." And we were chatting away here about uh, about single womanhood and uh, and women giving up too soon. So why don't we talk about um, the essays in your "Looks and Personal Stuff" chapter?
3: Um yeah I I have um there's there's wonderful advice for looks age passage of time beauty the, oh yeah and I have that minimum threshold of attractiveness Facial punctuation. So there's a lot. There's a lot to see in here and and use. And of course, um, the whole idea about doing the cucumbers. You know, rub, rub cucumbers on your cellulite because it'll reduce it. Well, I don't. I think you have to rub it for about five years. <laughs> <and then it'll laughs> change. But um, I think I, I think a lot of stuff is we're, we're talked into th- doing things, and you know, and then when we do them, like the I was talking about the. Ant, one of those anti-gravity contraptions mm-hmm. where you hang upside down, that's supposed to help you with your, your uh, blood flow. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> went on one of those one time, and I thought, what if there's an earthquake? <laughs> what if somebody leaves the room and forgets that I'm here? Uh-huh. I thought, I can't do that. And, you know, there's all these things that, oh, yeah, I've got to do that because they recommend that. Well, No. I'm not going to and then but the but the book has wonderful advice about stuff that I think is important like facial punctuation people people have to be more animated and uh the same thing with their <laughs> with with everything else that they do I think people uh don't uh, they always think that they're exaggerating over exaggerate or or it's just too much no you have to be a bit the theact- theatrical in your life or nobody's going to pay attention to you Really, it's very, I always say it's like being, like it's vanilla pudding. There's nothing there. Yes, yes. You need to be the creme brulee.
0: Yes, no, that's absolutely true. Um, That sometimes people want to be like everybody else or be, or are afraid to stand out or, um, you know, because they're afraid people will make fun of them or won't like them or, you know yes and so everybody starts looking the same dressing the
3: same <laughs> yeah and then you know and and how did we get into this whole idea of of carrying handbags that that are you know like i i mean i don't even understand it it's the 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 price of a designer bag is like the same as a Two bedroom stucco in Wichita. These purses are so big and they are so expensive, and and I it's like I'd rather buy a couch because you could <laughs> sit on it, and it's a it, and a couch is probably less money, but that's really what it comes down to. But well, I've got to have that designer bag. Well, okay, if that's what you think is important, if if you think there everyone else is going to notice it, but you know, I I think don't compromise who you are. To be like that other person, I think that's that's part of it, and just have a well. And I always say, have it, have your life walk down that path as a joyful circus, and that's the most fun.
0: Yes, you know, I'm I'm still thinking about what you said at the beginning about uh, the game that you and your first husband used to play. That's a really fun. First of all, games are just fun anyway to do, and and it adds spark to a relationship. But that's a fun, um, and it's it's an interesting game to play because it was as if you were, I guess it was your suggestion or both of your, it was like a way of making the relationship new again to pretend that you hadn't seen each other in a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
3: and you know what? what's even nicer is that you look around at the people who are watching and they're smiling. Yes. Oh, look. Oh, my gosh. That's so wonderful. And then about a half hour later, we do it again.
0: <laughs> oh that's cute. <laughs> that's like actually, it just reminded me um I was reading yesterday about this statue of Marilyn Monroe that they erected in Chicago do you know about that oh, yeah yeah and uh with it's the from the seven year itch with yes. her skirt up in the air.
3: Yeah.
0: And so there are some people who are being very critical. And it's this huge, huge statue that, yeah. um, that was made by an artist. Um, and, uh, so, but there are some people who are very critical of that because they don't like the way there are people walking. I mean, you have to, well, you don't have to, but you can walk between her legs. Yeah. And there are people, that's, that seems to be the most, uh, attractive spot for people. They go between her legs and look up at her panties or look up to see what she what's up there. Well um, I would do that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, of course it's that's the tempting I mean, it's a whole thing with why that scene is so popular and that dress and all that. Yeah. Um so so it's interesting that and, and it has brought a lot of tourists to that spot and and all that. And it's interesting how some people are just so um oh fuddy duddy. I don't know, I can't think about well, um
3: it's a Statue for Pete 's sake, get over it
0: and it isn 't really revealing anything uh oh. it is her underwear it isn't revealing it she 's not naked um, oh. so it 's just kind the thing is you know and sort of to go back with to what I said at the beginning of the show, there are so many serious things going on in the world, any particular day, of course, now, with um you know in America where we just lost our credit rating and so on of yeah. course there are there are things you could just dwell on that for the whole day and become incredibly depressed so yeah. it's it's all more important than ever that there are things that we that we use laughter as the best medicine that we try to find the funny side of things that yes you know you could either look at Dating or a blind date is as, as, as a
3: disaster, you know, which it may turn out to be. But, well, then of but course, you, you know, since you did go to Miss Starling's charm school. You will of course behave yourself and be kind. So.
0: Right, right. And, and you can look at the, the humorous side of it or as you were saying, like, it can be, I mean, you could meet someone on a blind date who doesn't turn out to be the love of your life, but it could be a great business connection or, oh or someone who knows someone who, who, you know, puts you together with someone else for some, some, some other, you know, a project or doing a sport together or, or you never know what. Well, well, it turned happen. out.
3: It turned out that um, Rich and I, Rich and I, w- started working together almost thirty years ago, and then uh, we we worked together f- for let's say twenty years, on and off, different places. Um, he was a uh, a designer and director of uh, art director, and I wrote. And so, um, I he and I were just about inseparable. And I have to thank his partner, Don, for letting me have Rich in my life because Rich he, he and I called to, called each other every day. He was my muse and he died last year from cancer and you know, I miss him terribly, but I am so grateful that person was in my life because it didn't matter to me. He was he was better than a husband because I didn't have to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was everything was a joy to be with him because he understood me so well and i thought well you know, one of these days i'm going to find somebody like that and, uh-huh. you know and and it's going to be because i somebody probably <coughs> will be at a meeting or or a speed dating or be in line at disneyland we never know right right you never know it's it's and you know it's exciting and some people just well come on you know, you're not going to get invited to my party.
0: No way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's important to keep that kind of attitude. Um, I mean, yes, to, to go back. I mean, that's why I was saying about Marilyn Monroe. Yes, that's kind of ridiculous in a way, but it's, it's to have a statue like that, but it just makes life a little fun. The, pe- you know, you were saying about smiling. The people who were walking around her legs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they were all smiling and laughing, and it was a spot where, where you could do that. It just added something sort of unexpected to life, and the same thing well, with the
3: things that you're talking about. Yeah, and you're you're talking about the unexpected. I was um, in my in one of the essays I'm, I refer to uh, taking my daughter to school, and she always liked to put stickers on my cheeks and you know that was her you know i love you mommy and here's the sticker well i actually went into a went into the meeting and i had glanced in the mirror because i was talking that day i looked in the mirror and i saw these two stickers on my cheeks and i thought well you know what i don't care i explained that they were a gift from my daughter and i continued on with my presentation that was it uh-huh. and I, I'm sure that they didn't did not forget what I said or or who I was because I left the stickers on my cheek. Well, somebody else. Oh, I was so embarrassed. Now, mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. It was a gift from my daughter. I can't just yank them off. Well, that's that's how I feel. So, and that's really the way the the whole book has been written in a in a sense of it's. I I know that it's very very funny and i know that that people can take things and put them into their lives and say you know what i i could easily do this i could easily look look at things this way and it it really is a matter of looking at something a certain way
0: yes changing and it's not things. hard changing your perspective absolutely that's, yeah that's it so what um well, I, you said the, uh, the book has only been out for six weeks. What yes. kind of reaction have you been getting?
3: Well, I've gotten a really good rela- reaction. Um, actually, I have two covers for the book. One is a very, it looks like it's a, a self-help book, How uh, Stop Waiting for Prince Charming. It's a green and red book. It's on Amazon and other ePub places. And there's a book, it's a pink cover with two guys on a wedding cake and i i did the two covers because i wanted to make sure that i covered um the 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 demographic that looks at this as being uh it's not promoting i'm not promoting homosexuality as some people say oh look at there's two guys on the kick as it no you're misunderstanding what what this book is about it's about the odds of getting married and other nonsense and that's why I did it, and I'm very proud of both covers because when I take the pink cover, and they can see it on Amazon, um, people want to buy it right out from under me. So so let me know where you are. I'll drive over uh, over to your house because I've got them in my car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like the pink cover better. You
3: Definitely.
0: do. Okay. Because okay. the other one, um the other one is too much like so many other books. Yeah. But this one makes you uh stop and look and the wedding case, two men uh like like two grooms on top of a wedding cake. Yeah. And um it's it's just very unique and, and uh um You know, it makes you kind of wonder, what do you mean he's already married to Bob?
3: Yeah, the people that complain about the Marilyn Monroe statue would probably complain about the cover. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) let them all get together and have lunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
3: We need to take another break.
0: Okay. Um, My guest is Anita Reinsmer, and um, her book, again, is called Stop Waiting for Prince Charming. He's already married to Bob, and, of course, at the end of the show... As always, I will give you her website and tell you um, more about where to buy the book. And so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Anita Reinsma, and her book, Stop Waiting for Prince Charming. He's already married to Bob. Um, I I, I asked Anita to... um, before the show, to go to my website, uh, mybadgirlsbook.com website, and um, and she, there was no time for her to actually read the book, at least before I was going to have her on the show, but at least to look at the website and look at the TV interviews and so on so she could get a gist of it so that I could get her response to um as as a single woman because it's bad again the book is bad girls why men love them and how good girls can learn their secrets and i wanted to get um her reaction to the how good girls can learn their secrets thing did it make you want to now actually the secrets aren't so much on the website i guess some of the television interviews i mentioned them in passing but what what was your reaction
3: well, I I feel like everybody talks about bad girls, but this it's not it's not when you're not talking about bad girls. I in my sense is that with my with my read on what I have in my book, it's like a a a twist on who who someone is and what they want out of their life. Is 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 that how that's how I read it.
0: Well, yes, it's not by bad girls. I don't mean trashy girls. No. And no. I don't mean evil girls. I mean women who have grown up starting with a dysfunctional relationship no. with their father.
3: Yeah, and, I, and I totally th- agree with that. I totally agree that they, that this is the girl that is conti- going to be looking and looking and needing that, that nourishment, something, give me something. And I think that is such a true statement, because I know people who are that way.
0: Yes, what happens is, and this fits into what we were saying before about your book, what what I was saying about how a lot of women, um, unlike you, (laughs) a lot of women uh, give up, especially after they've had relationships with bad boys after they've been hurt in relationships Mm -hmm. um they give up and put up walls and don't do some of the things that you talk about especially in this whimsical way in your book um and the the bad girls that i'm talking about in my book are because they've been hurt made to feel unlovable by their father and then by these men that they date um they harden their heart and they go after a man to yeah. give them things, either like a gold digger to give them literally uh, material things, or an addict bad girl to be an enabler, or a, um, a, a married woman on the prowl to be a man who will have a relationship with her even though she's married. So each of these 12 types of bad girls have decide consciously or unconsciously that they're going to go after a man for something else, that they can get
3: from them since they don't expect to be loved. Right, and it's, I, I think it's because they don't know who they are and value themselves. It, that that this, As I would understand, needing somebody to do, do something for them, and it's, it's always material, or the other part of it is it could be an abusive situation, and that's, that's really a tragedy. What do you mean? Well, I think that sometimes they you there are some women that will get into an abusive relationship. Yes, now
0: that's okay, but that's not what I'm that's a different that that that's a bad boy. That's yeah. not what I'm talking about, you know, as far as it, with bad girls, they're the ones who are the heartbreakers. Just like with bad boys, they're the ones who are the heartbreakers, and yes, some of them can be abusive. I do have, (laughs) amongst the 12 types of bad girls, I do have one that's called the ball buster. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: I saw that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who could, usually they're not physically violent, but they, (laughs) they, um, you know, they're strong, they're emotionally strong, or they strong arm their man, shall we say, um, in other manipulative ways. But, um, yes, you know, one thing that can be said in general is that the dating jungle has gotten tougher. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that makes it all the more important to, to understand who you are, like you were saying, or to, to have a sense of humor about it, to, um, get, put yourself out there, to keep trying. Because the the more that you men or women, the more that you harden your heart and not want to be hurt again. So stay inside and and wait for or <laughs> for a Prince Charming cap. or or Princess to come knocking on your door because uh, she got your mail accidentally. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's not
0: gonna happen. <laughs> And um, well, then you have
3: to make sure you're you're living in a place where there are a lot of good-looking men, so if you know the mail does get delivered to the <laughs> wrong place, somebody lovely will be delivering it to you. <laughs>
0: that's right or or as you were saying about making it happen I guess you could put your mail <laughs> oh there's a that's even better I like that <laughs> I'm writing that down for the next book <laughs> oops how did my how did they oh that silly postman yeah <laughs> oh yeah so it is really important because you know it it, it is it is harder to find love and, and so these are all the kinds of things That go into it. So I want to make sure to tell people what your website is, how they can get the book.
3: Oh, okay. My website is uh, www.anitareinsma.com. And um, you can go visit my website, and you can link to the book, which is on Amazon, or just go right over to Amazon and decide which one you'd like, or go to Barnes & Noble Nook, or there's a few other ePub places if you want to check if yours has it that would be great but amazon has them ready to go and, and let me spell it, it, your last name for people print print because that's Kindle. that easy um
0: anita Reinsma.com, so it's anita a n i t a and then rhymesma is r e i n s m a r e i n s m a anita Reinsma.com. and yeah. uh yes and then you have the youtube um uh Drama dramatization of uh, of the bank robbery and the whole what got you started on writing this book the yeah, whole uh, yeah, more yes, chance of being terrible. killed by a
3: terrorist or a bank robber yeah and,
0: <laughs> and, and that and,
3: one's called odds of getting married and that's on on YouTube and yeah go visit please please go visit and uh, buy the book and I think you'll have a great time reading it yes
0: absolutely it's it's something to uh, it's something to keep by your bedside. And um, to keep, you know, to start practicing some of these things one by one, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like what you are—that you have a gift to give—that you're giving to the world here. There are a lot of women who have given up. This, these, you know, uh, um, you should be out there giving um, seminars to people, to to women, to um, to get them motivated to to get back into the dating well, I pool. Think
3: that, that might be next on the list. Yes, absolutely. And since I went to go see Cirque du Soleil over in Vegas this last weekend, I'm going to have them design all of my wardrobe. (laughs) Yes, that (laughs) might get attention. And I want to, again, invite um, all
0: my listeners to go to my website, badgirlsbook.com, and opt in. Um, Click on the landing page, and you'll get to a page that has an envelope on it and also videos And uh, you can opt in, and I will send you a free uh, bad girl's test for women to see how bad you are or whether you're a good girl. Um, And for men, a free sitting duck test to just opt in, and it will automatically come to me, and I will send you your free test. And, um, Anita, thank you so much for joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. Again, her book is called Stop Waiting for Prince Charming, He's Already Married to Bob. You can find that title pretty easily on Amazon. And again, her website is Anita Reinsma, R-E-I-N-S-M-A dot com. And uh, check out that YouTube video. So, Anita, thank you so much for being on the show. And and, and, uh, I hope we have helped um, people think about going back, jumping back into that dating pool with a smile on your face. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time
1: for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.